I tested my <laughs> pop filter in the same way a child would test out curse words in a word document by whispering poop into the microphone over and over again. I was just like, this is very poopy. Poop. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a pup of pimples or whatever. Peter pimples. Piper picked a. Peter Piper had it? a lot of pimples. No. Peter Piper. Pimples. P- Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Nailed it. Unique you know what other one I'm really good at is uh, unique New York. Unique yeah. New York. Unique New York. New York. That one's not that hard. I'm okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not that that impressed for babies. That. <laughs> that one is for like theater one. Uh, <sighs> okay. I'm also Zoom recording. Great. I can see the recording button. I also brought my Friday Night Lights tea and my tea, which is actual tea. Your tea? Oh, no, I know what tea, the tea is, but you... You know how that's what people call, like, that's what the oh, kids like, are calling gossip these days. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Tea. Sweet, sweet tea. Sweet tea. Mm, sweet tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Texas thing. That's a thing. <sighs> uh, I, sweet tea, I mean, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this from our Texans, but I like like a, like a like a shot of sweet tea with like fried chicken, but I don't want a giant, like I, mm. I, I'm Northern in that way. I like unsweetened tea with a lot of lemon. I like both. I like unsweetened yeah. tea, but I okay. will, I get down with that gallon uh, situation at Chicken Express. <laughs> get down with that gallon. Oh, do you remember when we got Chicken Express and- I Went to Burger's Lake. Oh, well that, but I think your dad got it all. And there was some reason why it was like kind of an annoying trip. And then he came all the way home and your mom was like, you didn't get okra. You have to go back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, yeah. She made him go back right. to get fried okra, which I understood because it's necessary. It is necessary. It's the best thing that they offer. Yeah. Although I don't know. The catfish is. Ew. The catfish. <laughs> you don't like the catfish? <laughs> I mean, I've never tried it. I'm scared. Oh, it's so good. Don't be scared. Don't is be, it? Don't be scared. <laughs> Mal and I, I mean, got like chicken strips. Oh, okay. Mal and I got chicken express on the way back from Nashville and it destroyed our stomachs. We're a lot healthier now. It was like, this was not worth it. This is another Texas thing. Um, so when we grew up in New York or when we lived in New York and we'd come to Texas to visit our family, we were so excited to go to none other than Luby's. Because I love Luby's. I love Luby's. Okay, so pe- the, for people that I don't know, it's really for people over the age of 70, and their clock is the size of the moon. Like, it literally, you could read it from the, it's for the old people that can't yeah. read. And you, it's it's literally, it's literally it's like, like a an, nursing like home an, cafeteria. Yes, you go through yes. with a tray, and yeah. it's cafeteria style. Yeah, which is the is best. Good. And I got to the get jello. Yes. The jello! <laughs> okay, but it's also. for geriatrics. <laughs> they would have the, yeah. For, it's for people with rough colons but they would have these at the end they were like 50 cents andy's chocolate mints and i've gotten oh, yeah. back into them so i have two those are the right ones now. they put on hotel pillows exactly i'm such a creature of habit i've 
get two Andes and like a little popcorn while I watch The Crown every night. Yeah, I think the last time I went was with my grandma in like 2001. <sighs> the year well, of well, well. 9-11. Mm. Should we start with that? Yeah, I think we yeah. should just break in the audience with a little 9-11. Where were you in 9-11? Right, where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I love that as like a trope, funny icebreaker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, where were you during where were 9-11? I feel like weirdly... Or Ryan, I feel like I never really processed 9-11. <laughs> right? I feel like a few men that have tried to pick me up in bars have weirdly talked about 9-11 to me. Ew. Like when I've said I was born in New York or something, they like try to use that. Ew. Which I'm like, why? Yeah, it hasn't worked so far. Spoiler alert. <laughs> men, <laughs> men, this is not uh, a tactic you should this be attempting. not working. Where shall we begin? Should we do our intro? Let's do it. All right. I'm Carly. And I'm Monica. And this, and this is, is Texas, Texas Forever. Forever. But you said it so slow. <laughs> I know. Cause, well, because I was waiting for you. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to line it up. We have to just Zoom. both confidently go into it so that it's and then the same I, time. And then I just edit it? No, like we just have to say it like Texas Forever. Okay. Like at that uh, yeah. pace. Okay. So let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Carly. And I'm Monica. And, and this, this is Texas, Texas Forever. We'll see, see, that was pretty good. Okay. I see. I, I heard it as completely off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on my well, end. It was Isn't like totally weird? synced on mine. Weird. Maybe we so have that, a bit of a lag. Maybe we have a bit of a schlag. A schlag on our Zoom. A schlong. Oh, but I did bring what? a little Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. We didn't get the sound by it in the intro episode, but we're going to get oh, yeah. it now. Yes. Wait, my nails are kind of blonde. Mm. <laughs> oh, so good. That's a Dr. Pepper, y'all. I'm drinking a Spindrift, and I tried to do that. What is that, a Spindrift? Oh, it's great. It's a seltz- It's one of those sparkling waters, kind of like a LaCroix. Ooh. And it's got weird, it has nine calories. Oh, that's the bubbly. Wait, yeah. show me the label. It's a bubbly. Is it not called bubbly? <laughs> I have a lot, a lot going on. I have two computers and a notebook and my chocolate. It's not very mobile right now. All right, oh, here it is. Interesting. It, yeah. it looks like a bubbly, which is the off-brand that I buy at Costco. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It says sparkling water and real squeezed fruit. Yep, that's it. That's what is in Texas Spindrift. Forever is sponsored by Spindrift. Mm-hmm. We love it. We'll What's your favorite LaCroix you flavor? Free. Great question. I So I've kind of weirdly recently gotten into it so i haven't explored all the flavors mm. but my favorite is it's like razzmatazz or something mm. rat cran raz yeah Cran uh cran raspberry and, or whatever and berry those are my two favorites mm, those are my least favorite <laughs> <laughs> the berry's your least favorite no i don't like the cran raspberry one you just I got like, excited about it well just because i knew what you were talking about <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. <laughs> that one's good yeah 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 i know about it and i hate it I was like hitting the pample moose hard. <laughs> now I don't like it. Oh yeah, I liked that yeah. one at first too. You know what's really gross? Meredith likes Meredith is Coconut. my sister, so um, you should all berate her. Just kidding, she doesn't have internet accounts. Yeah, she's um, a she's a little. A what little do we want to call her? She's a she's, prairie girl. She's basically Laura Ingalls Wilder. She's, she's been making Mary. She's been making cheese. Um, wait, we have to tell the Mary story really quick. Okay, wait, but let me just finish this sentence. Okay. She drinks l- coconut lacroix. Which is I knew it was going to be coconut. One. Yeah, it tastes like sunscreen or like Malibu. Blech. Ew, yeah, 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 Malibu. Yeah. Okay, yeah, wait, tell Mary. Mary. So Carly and Meredith and I, and 
Mallory is my sister or Mal. So if you hear me saying that just offhand, you know. They're both our older sisters. We're both younger sisters. Could you guess? (laughs) (laughs) Both of our older sisters are like quiet, rational humans. Right. Mallory's not quiet, but she's much more rational. (laughs) This is true. This is true. So Meredith, Carly, and I are obsessed with Harry Potter, of course. And we went to Harry Potter World at the beginning of 2018. It was the highlight of the year, possibly my life. Definitely in my life so far. No, I literally I literally call it my favorite place on earth. And then number two is Chattanooga. It was like the happiest I've ever been. (laughs) I know. I don't know why. It's my second happiest place. I mean, honestly, the Fife and Drama is pretty high on my list. Oh, yeah. And Connecticut would be... No, Connecticut's number two. Harry Potter World's number one. So anyway, Meredith is doesn't like you know a lot of attention drawn to herself she notoriously doesn't order fajitas at a mexican restaurant because she (laughs) thinks sizzle (laughs) they sizzle and they draw attention she says everyone in the restaurant looks at (laughs) (laughs) because they're so excited for you (laughs) yes they're just like "Mm, what's that no one's like look at that bitch ordering fajitas fajitas. she must want everyone to look at her (laughs) (laughs) so we're ordering at the leaky cauldron and (laughs) They're asked for a name, and she goes, Mary? Okay, her name is Meredith. She has not it was once, Meredith. not ever in our entire lives, gone by the name Mary. <laughs> so we both look at each other like, what? But you're not going to be like, that's not our name to the yeah, waitress. Or you I just go with it. Meredith knew that we were laughing because she had like yes. a smile on her face as she swiped yeah. her card. She was like, yeah. God. She goes, I'm, I know I'm going to have to deal with this. So she turns around and we're like, what the hell? She goes, it's just easier. <laughs> Mary. So now Mary. we call her Mary. Right. For another It's a Wonderful Life yep. reference. That's how her mom says Mary. So we now She's call her Mary. the library. <laughs> Mary, fi- Sam Wainwright promised to call you from New York tonight. <laughs> Mother's on the extension. <laughs> oh, yeehaw. How oh, are yeehaw. you, Sam? Oh, so good. It's Wonderful Life oh. is my favorite movie. Me too. Of all time, number one. Oh my God, we should be friends. Oh my God, we have so much yeah, in common. We do. I can't believe we've never matched on Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, wait, I have to read you this. Thing that this guy sent me on hinge what? was so aggressive so this oh person so like i dabble in hinge but basically yeah, i just same. like the swiping and then once they message me i'm like ah, it's a little uh, too real right um or usually they just say something stupid and i'm like mm, no right this person i guess i chatted with for a minute and then i, I just like stopped responding sorry boys Classic. um we weren't like in the middle of something. He was just telling me he likes to bike and run and hang out with friends. I was like, cool, so you're a human. So you are <laughs> so original. This was in October, October 24th of 2019. Wow. Yesterday, this person- Which, Oh, we should say today is August 14th, 2020. Yes. yes. So this is- uh, This is many six months Six months later. plus gap. He message finds our thread, messages me and just goes, I guess this wasn't fun enough for you, Carly. I can do better. <gasps> I was like, who is this bitch? And then I looked and it, the last message was October 24th. Oh my God. He has been harboring for like 10 months. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, come on the show. Gosh, Sean. I yeah. Know. You need to come on the show so we can like play therapy. I know. Because like, you need some help. God, can all men go to therapy? Someone said yes. if that stigma went away, it would solve so many problems. What? Uh, imagine all. The some things that would be possible if men went if to therapy. If men went to therapy. 
<sighs> we love okay. men. We love them. We do. All we do. Them. We love men, but they should go to therapy. Okay. So should. should we get started? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's Pilot it. Ep. Yes. Oh my I'm gosh. So excited. I mean, just one of the best pilots I've ever seen in my life. It is what it is one of my favorite pilots of all of TV. Yeah. Which I is mean funny. it's like a movie. Somebody online, shoot, I wish I had written it down, but I was just like reading mm-hmm. random comment threads and stuff. And somebody wrote, actually, I think it was on the IMDb ratings or something. Somebody was writing about like how bad this pilot is and that they like really ended up growing into themselves. And I was like, this is like in the film world, this is renowned as an excellent pilot. Like yes. nobody thinks it's bad. You no. stand alone. <laughs> you stand <laughs> alone, my friend. Of all the idiots, of all the idiot worlds, that is you. the office. <laughs> You stand alone, alone. my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, um, nobody agrees with you. Uh, I just, I think it's amazing. Although I did find a funny little fact. I mean, obviously the whole show is super famous for the shaky camera work and basically they just use shoulder cameras. Um, Yes. But the pilot is particularly jiggly. It is kind of hard to watch. And the people that have told me that they're excited about our podcast, but are you know, unsure about if they want to start the show. That's their number one thing. And I'm like, it's so good though. Like, yeah. And they the tone it down. They do. Okay. So that's what I need to tell people. Cause I, it doesn't bother me like really at all. So I don't really yeah. notice that it toned down. Okay. It doesn't bother me, but I did notice going back to the pilot, like how much more shake there was. And then I saw in an interview with Peter Berg, who's the creator of the show. He said that after the pilot, they like toned it down a little bit. It was a little okay. much. Okay, that's good to know. We need which to I found really by uh, validating. So I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. What was? Tell me, blow by blow, what you felt yes. going back and like clicking on Friday Night Lights and watching again. <sighs> How? Wh- what okay. was the last time you watched? So, so I actually did a rebinge like literally this time last year. So Ooh. it hasn't been that long, but between then and the first time I watched it was a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like so, so much time had passed, but it was still my sister and I were so Mal, we're living in a studio apartment right now. We're sharing a bed, doing well. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Yeah, we're sharing. Wait, neither of you are sleeping on the sofa bed? No, because we'd have to like put it up every day, you know? So, I mean, if it becomes a permanent situation, we're going to get bunk beds. But I keep joking. My new trope is Mallory's my um like annoying husband that has these <laughs> tricks because she's playing with her loop station and she was like, "Look, check this out." I'm like, "It's like, babe, check this out." And I'm like, "Shut up, <laughs> you and your new hobbies." <laughs> but she should be doing claymation. I know, right? My claymation. <laughs> Parks, Parks and Rec. Yep, Ben Wyatt. Um, somebody but- gave us feedback on our intro episode that uh, yes. they enjoyed when we. Uh, cited our sources when we spontaneously quote. So we're gonna yes. we're gonna try. To we're do gonna that. work on that because <laughs> um, they weave in and out of our normal conversation. Yep. But we yeah. So we're living in a studio together, and I told her, you know, I gotta watch because I gotta take notes and everything. And she was like, oh, okay, because she was kind of like, oh, I want to start something new. And then as soon as we started, she was like, oh my god, now this is all I'm gonna want to watch. Wait, so she has watched it before or not oh, at yeah. all? My whole family, okay, my yeah. whole family has, That's but she hasn't watched it since high school. So. <gasps> Because it's that funny because like the fact that I've rewatched this once is low on my scale because yep, of how much same. I rewatch things. So it's still, I have not rewatched yeah. this show as much as I I was thinking about that when I was rewatching. Yeah. I've probably only seen it like 
three times all the way through, which for me, yeah. guys, is like, that's, that's, that's nothing. That's real low. That's real low. <laughs> that is a low number. <laughs> yes. What I kept thinking was, I love that they, the fact that it is like a cult fan thing and it's, you know, kind of under the radar. It's kind of a sleeper show. But I mm-hmm. also think that if this came out like five years ago as like a Netflix original, it would be huge. Oh, I Can totally you imagine so if you just see that on the preview, like, oh, I'll check this out. Like, but at the same time, I, I kind of love that it's a cult thing. I do too. And I think it yeah. came out at the perfect time for it to like have a cult revival. But it is yes. interesting because it, when you go back and watch TV that was published before the streaming world, it is built differently. Like, yeah. um, <clears throat> I mean, Gilmore Girls is a good example of like t- the way that TV was written before streaming. Um, dang, there's one example that I always use that I can't think of right now. Like um, scene oh, changes? Oh. Uh, Orange is the New Black is a perfect example of the other side of like after streaming. So like if you go back and watch Orange is the New Black, it's like nothing, 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 nothing right at the end of the episode. Drama. Tampon in the the breakfast sandwich. (laughs) And they can get away with like so little going on in the meat of the episodes and then just like these huge hits of drama then because people are binging it. But before that, when you're just watching network television, like the episodes are really carefully constructed of like acts and arcs. And I feel like people don't always have the attention span for that now. Um, That's true. But, and when, when Friday Night Lights aired, which was 2006, I don't think there was like really a, a desire for like niche television. Yes. You know, people wanted like network shows and that's why yeah. they were almost canceled. Exactly. Well, and I think, you know, yeah, we're in this like, we're continually in this golden age of television. Like it just keeps getting better and better. better but I also... Better better and better but i also feel like getting better you know <laughs> the directors and writers oh do you know she got she, stung, a, she has another she, ailment she got stung by a bee today oh no <laughs> she's okay oh my god she just gave me the dirtiest look she's like don't she, tell them uh it was i felt i felt bad because she was in pain but it was really cute oh. let me take off her collar so it doesn't yes. jiggle down oh yeah good idea i always think to like prep my house i like close my windows, turn off my noisy things or whatever, but I forget to like prep the dog, like take off her, her bells. Yeah, her bells and whistles. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. got a stung right on her little nosy. On her little nosy. Yes. Oh. But yeah, I was just going to say that I feel like, you know, on the other side of it though, writers and directors kind of have it a little easier this in this time because they have six episodes or 10 episodes mm-hmm. to just like, you know, which sometimes could be a challenge, but I feel like yeah. keeping someone's interest for 20, I mean, this uh, this season is 22 episodes. 40 minute and episodes. Yeah. Keeping like the storyline interesting and not, you know, I liked how, you know, they could have been a really crappy football team that continually mm-hmm. gets better, but they start with like, you know, the number one team in Texas, then then gets thrown this huge tragedy. And then where do they go from there? I love that. Uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah. <clears throat> and I guess a lot of that is pulled from the movie in the book which i haven't read just gonna disclaim yeah i did not i literally just found out that there are books or is there one i i think there's a book okay um but it looks really good um they were like i read a thing that was comparing the tv show and the book and they're saying like some of the things that were in the book that we had to leave out on the show were like the threads that they had talking about like racism in education and stuff and i was like Sounds interesting. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, so if you are smarter than us and have already read the book and watched the movie, tweet us. Yeah, we want to learn from you. We do. We don't know everything. We know a lot. 
But you know what? I don't know much, but I know, but I know a lot. lot. <laughs> what is that? I, I just went along with you. No, it's uh, I don't know much, but I know I love you. Love you. Okay. Um, um, so <laughs> a song that I don't <laughs> that know is, who sang. <laughs> um, isn't that a song? Nope. No, what is it? I just checked. That is a you know, deep I just school think, of rock reference. Yes. I just think the children's laughter should just teach us, just remind us how we used to be. That's just what I think. <laughs> <laughs> this episode came out October 3rd, 2006. Yep, so yep, yep. 14 years ago. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And the synopsis is new head coach, Eric Taylor, finds his very, no, finds his every move scrutinized as he takes over leadership of Texas' number one high school football team. It's pretty good. Broad. I mean, it's very broad. I feel like they could have at least just written like, and tragedy strikes or like. But maybe they really wanted that to be a, you know, surprise. This is true. I do remember watching it for the first time and being like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. like this happens in the pilot. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it was, uh, or I can wait till we get to to our film corner. Actually, right, 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 right. Okay, but I, I have I have fun facts for you guys. I know we got to dive in. So we have a yeah, lot of fun segments for y'all. We have named them. I'm very happy with our names, but they might evolve over time. We might get some yeah. audience suggestions. You know, we're we're open to that. Yeah, if you think you're funnier than us and want to come up with a, a name for some of our segments, go then for like, it. Game on. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Should we start with our Texas section, which we don't really, we just bragged about our names and we're like, it's Texas things, Texas things. Well, maybe this is one we can open up to the audience. I mean, it could just be like the Texas, Texas things, Texas tales. I like, I like either. Yeah. If you guys have clever ideas, um, you know, write us a letter, send it by, uh, send it by carrier pigeon, carrier pigeon. Well, yeah, we wanted to point out, oh, owl. Don't send Errol, though. He'll, he'll fuck He's it up. He's a terrible owl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> we wanted to talk, you know, point out all the typical Texas things in the episode. So, Carly, what did yes. you notice? Okay, my... Let me find my notes. Sure. Okay, my favorite Texas stuff. Uh, so, basically, this was... This is a section, but there was also somebody who asked about this. So, we'll... we'll dig deeper into it but honestly my favorite stuff was just like the and I talked about this a little bit in the intro but the grass and and the horizon like it's not just the sky and this is kind of what I tell people who don't live in Texas the the horizon like you can see the entire curve of the horizon it, everything is so flat like yeah, they say so the sky is big and in Texas it is big <laughs> yeah you it's can a see big old sky yeah, like you feel like you're in a snow globe a little bit. Like you can see all of the edges. It's like I'm in a snow globe. That's yeah, that's how everyone describes Texas, just like right. a snow globe. No, sorry, that was a kids who care reference. Oh, I don't get that one. Oh, you it's don't. Like a snow it's globe? like I'm in a snow globe, and every time my life feels perfect, I just comes recognize that gives like it a good shake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Have we can cut that out. Ever notice. <laughs> Um, that's, that's some kids who care stuff with, that's way too deep. I can't even explain that. Um, continue. (laughs) Continue, Um, yeah. So the big old horizon, it just like brings me comfort. I remember, uh, my sister Meredith, she went to college in William and Mary in Virginia and she was the first, she's the oldest of us. So she was the first one to leave the house. So I remember we were all like really curious about what it was like to live somewhere else. And she said it was really 
she would get really claustrophobic because she could, like, couldn't see the edge of the sky because there were so many trees oh. and everything in Virginia. You, like, can't see the horizon. Yeah, um, that's true. And she said it was, like, super disorienting. And uh, I think that that is, like, very unique to Texas. And even Peter Berg said in that same interview I was reading, he was like, one of the reasons, I mean, uh, among many that he like insisted that they shoot the whole show in Texas is, is that he was like, you just can tell Texas just has a unique look and vibe. And it's, people try to do it with, they'll just like go outside of LA and it's like deserty, you know? Right. And right. it just isn't going to cut it when you're trying no. to depict Texas. So I love that they like had that level of I know. respect. Me too. It's so authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? I have a yeah, couple so, more, but go ahead. Yeah, sure. So the Schlammin' Shammy Mead or whatever, that's the radio show that they're always playing that is always talking about Dylan football. Um, in like the first three minutes, he goes, he's no Mac Brown about Coach Taylor. And I'm like, and like, I mean, Mac Brown's very popular, but like, I was almost like, if you're from Texas and like not a football fan, you wouldn't know that name. This <laughs> is true. Yeah. Uh, Mac Brown, if you don't know, was the former right. UT football coach. He's just like a really famous coach. Okay. But apparently he has a cameo in this episode and I couldn't find it. Yes. Okay. So then you, I go. You knew where it was? So I wrote down, he's no Mac Brown. That about Mac Brown shows up at the dealership. Oh, at the dealership. He's at the dealership. Yes. He talks to, you know what? He talks to Coach Taylor. Yeah. Hey, he's just oh. like a very generic looking How did Texan. you feel? How did you feel seeing Coach T again? Okay, so so <laughs> many things. Um, so many feelings. This was in my like stray observations miscellaneous section, but I put, uh, oh, but it also ties in with my Texas things. Perfect. So oh, it all connects. It all connects. The other thing I noticed was when he's talking to that like wise old black man that I don't know who he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they it never like established like, who he is. <laughs> but he called him coach. I thought that he's. I, th- I thought he must be in some sort of like scout or something, but yeah, I was like confused by that relationship. It seemed like yeah. they were like dealing under the table. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it made me think about, which I don't know if this is a appropriate joke to make now. I mean, I think it is. It's like nice. We can cut but, it out if it's not. <laughs> yeah, we can cut it out if it's not. But there was someone made like the ultimate movie trailer and it was just parroting all these movies and it was like mm-hmm. what everyone does. And then it goes, it like started showing all these things. And then it, there was this like black man and he's like, <laughs> friendly black optimistic advice <laughs> <laughs> and that's how i felt like he was no i think that's hilarious that's totally a true that's totally fine that, and like hollywood obviously we know has its flaws in terms of racial equity yes. and that is one of the things that they do they talk about this in Girl More girls too how like um in order to like put a black person on like one black person quote unquote count more on screen they'll like put them in a position of leadership but like not too much leadership they'll like make them the principal of the school or like right. the reporter or something um yeah and I that's a that good point pretty interesting because they um that's pretty much what that situation was yeah yeah so it's like that trailer is making fun of that trope so yeah right we'll, we'll keep that in but he <laughs> but he goes you know are you nervous about friday or whatever and he goes it's only football and he goes it's only football and then they just crack up because they know how it is Football is everything in those small yes. Texas towns. So I love that. And I think that is one of the biggest things that is super accurate that I feel like people have asked me before. They're like, is it really, is football really that big of a deal? It, it is. Yeah. And we, we didn't even grow up in a small Texas town and we felt yeah. that. Like, and, and our team we, wasn't even good. Right. <laughs> you keep saying that. Oh We're going to lose our, our, our friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chino has her bones again. Okay. 
I think she like realizes that I'm talking, like I think she's learned Zoom and she yeah. like understands that I'm talking with somebody and that there's like a different vibe and she kind of like will get up from her <laughs> the couch and start like bopping around. <laughs> there's a different, just bopping around, doesn't know which, which way ways up. up. Wait, that? what is that? You don't oh, remember? Shoot. You, look at my face. You mean to say. <laughs> Freaky Friday. <laughs> Oh, you know, he's just bopping around. Doesn't know which way. Which up. way is up? <laughs> he can't make up his mind. Mind. Uh, B. B minus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, but when you asked me about Coach Taylor, so that was my Texas thing, but I also put in my miscellaneous section that the part where he turns around and he smiles, I screenshotted uh, that, and that was my lock screen <laughs> in high school for like several months. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Oh, uh, he a is. Beautiful man. Pinnacle. Man, he's just yes. a man. Ugh. I've never spoken to a woman that was not attracted to that man. No. No matter the age. Well, yeah, maybe like true. a toddler. Like, I don't think my, my right. I don't know. I That'd haven't gotten creepy. a reaction from my three year old. We haven't piece, hit that but, demographic yet, but yeah. But I mean, he, I love when he gets angry. I love when he's sad. I love when, I love when he smiles happy. and laughs. I just mm. love him. I love him. Um, the other thing that felt super at home that I think it's one of the reasons Friday Night Lights like makes us feel like it's so Texas-y. Yes. Um, and Peter Berg, this was one of his reasons for keeping it in Texas too, is the accents, which, and I feel like this is a big misconception about Texas, that like Southern accent or whatever that most people put on, that's not a Texas accent. The like, like my tropey, lash is dripping out of your, your mouth. mouth. <laughs> um, that like tropey Southern accent Southern Belle. That's not what a Texas a Texas accent is actually like pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that he used real Texans yeah. to get that accent across because it it is real and it feels so real. Yes, and I, because I love all their accents. I can speak as a Tennessean, you know, part-time Tennessean that <laughs> that, you know, yeah, the South is different from Texas. I've yeah, now like been to like Tennessee, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. It's different. It's all good, um, but it's different. Yes. Because Texas, I mean, people forget that Texas is literally the size of a country. I mean, they've tried <laughs> to be their own country. And so it's like, Ugh, it's tried. its own thing. It's its own universe. Yes. But. And I really hate the like put on Southern accents in, yeah. in Hollywood, especially, yeah. and maybe this is misogynistic, but especially on the women. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. <laughs> Ugh, they make me sound so dumb. But I loved yeah. all the real... Texas accents. It makes it feel super homey. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing... Oh, okay. I have two more. The other thing I love is just like the way that they capture, especially in this pilot, but they do it well throughout the whole show, that like Friday night feeling. So like even though we didn't go... So like this uh, TV show is about... There are basically like pro-feeder schools. That's what they call them in Texas. They're like feeder high schools that literally pump out athletes that go and play in college and go pro. That's like their thing. Like um, Monica Southlake is like that in, in totally. Dallas. Um, and they're these massive schools with like, ma- like imagine a college level. Uh, like Stadium. Yes. Facilities, um, yeah. And this, this is like one of those schools. It's like one of those D1, the players that succeed on this team go pro um, yeah. schools. But like we didn't go to a school like that and we still had that like Friday night feeling. Everyone's really excited. The sun goes down late. Um, 
I remember like uh, leaving school right away and like going to get ready for the game. Like a bunch yes. of girls would always come over and we'd like go get all cute for the game. And right. then we'd go stand around the soccer fields and wait for boys to talk to us like the whole <laughs> Never successful. Well, I remember being in middle school and like, obviously you don't really know the high school players. So you just like run mm-hmm. around up, up in the field. <laughs> you like, don't so watch sweaty. the game. Yeah. It's so sweaty. And then, and like, you'd go like gossip and you'd like go sit. Oh, there was always talk, drama. Yeah. Always drama. But then People in high like school. S- sneak off to the playground and kiss. Yes. Like, I never did. Nobody no, wanted to. But. No. I I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was usually running around sweaty, like throwing a football. But yeah, that's true. We, but we it was play. it was fun, kind of the different dynamic then in high school, like actually knowing the players and mm-hmm. being into the games. That was fun. But yeah, yeah, I loved how they captured that. And there was this one shot. Uh, the camera's like behind a tr- an old red truck, and there they have like a stack of balloons in the back of the truck. Yes, that was like thirty feet tall yeah. on the way to the game. I just love that because. Um, where our high school was, even though we Fort Worth is huge, like our little bubble was small. Definitely. It felt like, and like you could drive past the high school and know there was a game, like cars would be painted and um, you could like hear the band practicing and stuff. I do right. love that feeling. And that's why I feel like I, you know, so many people can relate to this show because obviously football happens everywhere. Like the Texas dynamic is is unique, but everyone can relate to that Friday night feeling and yeah. high school being everything and the stakes are so high. So, so high, which by the way, it's Friday. It TGIF. is Friday right now. Yeah, we are recording on Friday. We released our intro episode on, and we're going to release this on a Friday. We're just, obs- we need to have Friday night Fridays. dinner. Oh my God. We should have a Friday night dinner, like prepping That's for an Gilmore episode. Girls. Yeah. Um, we love Friday night dinner. Friday night's Dude. all right for fighting, y'all. Oh, that's best episode well, of TV. I can't talk about Yeah, I can't talk about that. <laughs> okay, we can't get too deep into that. We can't. Um, okay, did I have anything else? Oh, okay, wait, I'm going to play a sound clip because this is one of the lines that to me was like, one of those things that sounds like it's fake Texas, but it's, Texas is really like that. <laughs> Mr. Street, do you think God loves football? I think that everybody loves football. Me too. Okay. Ugh. I love that so much. One, because it was adorable. So this is during the like, peewee little league scene where the panther football stars go play with the little kids so adorable so cute but also i specifically noted i think i got pregnant watching that episode are we watching that scene i i remember having a lot of feelings (laughs) (laughs) um i was like what is this desire to procreate um i just remember when the sun would set and there would be like a really pretty texas orange sunset my dad would always get (laughs) that uh, the sunset looks like that because God is a Longhorn fan. <laughs> oh my God! And he was not being facetious. No, he was not. Not one bit. <laughs> no, my friend of uh, Katie Edchart and I shout out. We, you know, Some we're like, we're like, oh my gosh, we got pregnant watching that or whatever. Now it's like we just like, like if we were at a wedding and this little kid came up to one of our guy friends and was like, um, Mr. Jess, uh, where should I put this? And he was like, oh, and we were like, oh, my. and then we just we like looked down. We're like, whoop. Like, <laughs> Like, oh, oh. <laughs> Scrubs Scrubs is one of those where we do not overlap, but we there's a hilarious don't. episode where um, they're like uh, talking about the pressure on women in medicine to like go into gynecological fields. Mm-hmm. 
um, and reproductive fields and stuff. And, and Elliot's trying to like resist the pressure. But then there are all these little kids in the hospital that day for some sort of event. And every time the kids run by, they like have all the women's ovaries glow like visibly <laughs> through the skin. And <laughs> so now I always think of that whenever there's like an adorable little kid moment. I'm like, my ovaries are glowing. They're glowing. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. The peewee scene. Oh, it was yeah. so cute. Well, I wrote down, I did, you know, right after that scene clip you played, he goes, let's pray. <laughs> and I just, I put that quote. That's my other Texas thing. Let's pray, baby. That's, um, that's, that's the other thing that was very Texas. Yes. I remember, <laughs> there's lots of praying. They pray a lot. Mm-hmm. We pray a lot in the cell. We yeah, praying. I remember Kelsey was like, it's very like religious. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, uh, later in the show, they do tackle that a little bit, which is cool to see. Yeah. Um, I did. Another thing I noticed was like the segregated churches on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. part of me is like, you know, I'd love for there to be more integrated churches. But I did hear from um, this black author that I really like that is an athlete, too. He said, you know, I get it. But sometimes I just like want to be with my people on Sunday mm-hmm. and not be the token. black. And I'm like, I totally get that, too. I so, think that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, I did find black, it interesting. Black I churches like- are way better. <laughs> I just want to go. <laughs> from what I can tell from the outside, they look awesome and I would like to attend. Yeah. Um, I also loved how I felt like they made some players. I felt like this pilot particularly, they like talked a lot about God. And I don't, I don't feel like they, in the other episodes, there's as much Jesus. <laughs> no, there's the whole Lila journey, which we'll get to. That's which, like season oh two. Matt's you great. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, spoiler um, alert. Logan shows up at Logan, some point from Gilmore my boy. Girls. Hashtag Team yep. Logan. Yep. Don't at me. Or do. We can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss. Um, but yeah, like Tim Riggins mentions God at least twice in this pilot episode. Oh, yeah. And I was like, eh, okay, Riggins does not go to church. He, and we no. get into that later. <laughs> yes, we do. We get into his faith. <laughs> um, so yeah, all that stuff was, was real Texas. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is it Tammy time? I think it's Tammy time. I think it's Tammy so time. So we're de- devoting a section just to Tammy Taylor because we love her. Because we don't even need to explain why. You know, we just love her. Um, okay, I made a note that just says hair so red. Her hair was yeah. really red. Strawberry blonde. <laughs> wow. Let's dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's dig deeper. <laughs> no, no. Which was your favorite strand of hair of the um, red ones? Probably, probably the fifth from the right. Mm, I love that mm, one. I liked really... when it curled around her face. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get a lot of Tammy in this app. We didn't. I mean, I'll, all I put down was, you know, I love it's, I mean, it's the main moment when she's his and her closets. And well, I said, <laughs> okay. I said, I love talking about the closet. I know. I go, I love Tammy cutting out the house with his and her closets and putting it on the fridge while Julie rambles on her weird Moby oh, Dick God. metaphor. Julie, drop the Moby <laughs> Dick bit. Weird. Moby Dick is like Dylan. Oh, they did not get Julie right. I mean, she's not my favorite character throughout the show, but she was particularly obnoxious in this episode. I feel like they couldn't figure out how to write for that age of girl. Yeah. And I feel like I would have a hard time too. Like that age of girl is probably the one that I'm like least comfortable around. She's in like ninth or 10th grade, I think. Yeah, I think she's ninth grade. And they can't, they couldn't, if I felt like they couldn't decide between making her like yappy and obnoxious and also like kind of adulty. So they just right. made her and yell artsy. about Moby Dick for the entire episode. <laughs> I know it was almost it was all she got. talked about. Chill on the dick. 
Get off the dick. <laughs> Get off the dick, Julie. Although, you know, later we might need to discuss that with her. Oh, there's an episode title oh. that's literally about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, that's, there's an episode, season three, called Julie, Get Off the Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the dick. Just to keep you interested and keep you watching. Okay, wait. Let's let's listen to Tammy Taylor uh, talk about yes. how passionate she is about his and her closets. Tammy? You can see over this front line and not bite at those counters. We may just capture that fish. It's in her closet, baby. <laughs> no one's listening to her. I know. And then there's, and I put, it's the infamous stance move, which now I love, but I remember when I first watched the show, I was like, what? Who is this lady? I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Eventually we'll share. Not, not yet. Cause like, uh, there are too many new viewers and we want you guys to get into the show, but eventually we'll share and talk about the SNL coverage yes. of Friday Night Lights. Cause they like make fun of this version of Tammy so much where she's, she's just like in the background, like, mm-hmm, Texas like, stuff. Hey y'all. Hey y'all. Um, so yeah, not a super Tammy heavy episode. No, we can keep this section short this time, yeah. but we love her and we're going to have a lot more. Of her I did say later. I liked her. Uh, response to the ladies in the book club coming up to her at the yes. like booster rally or whatever okay they, and julie's like, actually kind of funny in that she gives she her like is. a big smile and is like Ooh. Yeah. Well, i'm surprised she didn't want to join suggest so moby dick <laughs> <laughs> julie get off that dick get off the dick julie um yeah that's all i have for tammy um yeah. we well and we do have that lovely little pilot sh- or the shot that's in the uh title sequence when she kind of hugs Coach from from the back. Oh yeah, I do love that. Okay, no, I can already no. hear it, Monica. <laughs> my accent is going to start coming out the more we do this. I can already Same. hear it. <laughs> I know it happens to me sometimes. It's weird, and and my New York accent comes out sometimes. It's like I'm, I'm right in the middle there. I can't wait but, to hear both of those. I know. Wow. <laughs> oh, but you know what's the weirdest thing that I asked when I first because I my parents actually I will devote not will devote I will credit them with me getting into the show because they got into it first and they were like yeah they're like you have to watch we watched at the lake house the texas lake house for the first time and i you know you're kind of like confused of who everybody is at the beginning you know you're trying to put it and she comes she comes in and she's like and i'm like oh is he cheating on his wife with her and they're like no that's his wife like i don't know i just (laughs) i felt like she was like a teacher at the school and was like she's kind of like saucy she's kind of saucy i just got nervous seeing that my section's coming up i feel like i'm like in school (laughs) and like i have to read (laughs) monica's scared about her book report i am i have so much to say and i have so many moving parts oh oh we can go straight from tammy time into fashion talk because tammy had a, a a number of well, I have a lot to say about all of the necklaces that were going on in this episode. <laughs> please, please dive in. Okay, well, I, I didn't notice the necklaces specifically, but I did say I love Tyra's hot bad girl outfit. It's so early 90s. Oh, or, my sorry, gosh. Early, yes. early 2000s. Yeah. The gold hoops. Okay, also Tyra was yeah. wearing at least seven to 10 necklaces in every so shot. Much, so, so much. So many bling. necklaces. Bling on bling. Oh, they had her blinged out. They also had her like just on a straight rampage. Yeah. Like she was so mean. She was and this, awful. Yeah. They like really develop. I, she, I guess, I mean, it's hard to judge characters based on the pilot because they're not fleshed out yet. But like Tyra right. was one dimensional in this yes. episode. Yeah, we will. You'll just give her time. Trust us. Well, that's all we'll yeah. say. 
I just feel like in this episode, they didn't know what to do with her. She was just like bouncing from person to person, like causing trouble. <laughs> I know. That's what Mal said. Gosh, she's just like stirring up shit. I know. Here, wait. You want to listen to her call uh, uh, Lila a whore? Oh, please. Which like, so... I, I don't know if that was just like me getting jarred by some of the words that were okay in the early 2000s, but like I know. hearing a girl call another girl a whore on TV, I was I know. like, Whoa. Well, to quote Tina Fey from Mean Girls, you guys got to stop calling each other sluts and whores. It just makes yes. it okay for guys to guys call, you, to sluts call and you sluts and whores. Okay. Yeah, it's true. Okay, let's listen to Tyra be a bitch. <laughs> let's Which do that it. one is, is better than whore. Yes, that is. I agree. <laughs> I would agree with that. Whore has implications. <laughs> Oh, that Minka Kelly voice. <laughs> and like, whore. she's not a whore. Like, I know. I mean, her voice is. I mean, yes. not to call anybody a whore, but like in this situation, <laughs> if we're comparing either, I she mean, is being very mean. Yes. It's also, I mean, Minka Kelly's voice. So Minka Kelly plays Lila. And I love, I love her. We do. But we want her to does... come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Minka, come on the show she before we She won't listen you. to this. Yeah. <laughs> no, we love you. But but yeah. she does have a voice that is unique. Yes. Especially in that scene. Yes. Oh, what a surprise. After the games, he comes over and he's not like that at all. He's like, so serious at home. Boy. Yeah. Wait, I have to do another. Sorry. I have to do a Parks and Rec reference because Don't I just ever, said that. Ever, ever apologize. For referencing parts of but you said horror is worse than bitch and I would agree and I said it has certain implications and it just makes me think of Leslie Nope trying on outfits for her interview for when she's running for city councilor oh yeah and she comes out she goes I think these pants will work for the public and she's like and, and Tom goes those pants are dope those pants look dope yeah and then he also goes oh they have nympho written on the back which also implies that you're into butt stuff yeah well he goes oh it says nympho on the butt nympho means you're addicted to sex and it's on the butt there's other implications as well yes. so those are a maybe <laughs> oh I love that episode. so good uh but yeah so Tyra not uh standing yeah. up for womankind in this episode no she's just weighed down by all her bling and yep. it's, but and it's it weighing is, on her heart. It is. It's weighing yeah. on her on her soul, y'all. On her soul, y'all. Tyra's got those low-rise jeans, which was of the times, but thank God they're not anymore. <sighs> not flattering on anybody, let no. me tell you. And the big belts with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. But she is stunningly beautiful. I have always, yeah. oh my gosh, gosh, the girl crush on Tyra. Yeah, it's real. The She's only other fashion girl. note I had, which is not fashion... Really? I don't know if we can count it as that, but did you notice that this is the only episode where Jason's hair is like that? Like what? So it's like down on like his face. Like it's like kind of Mm -hmm. almost kind of like a bowl cut almost. And then as soon as he has the accident, his hair is flippy for the rest of the show. Oh, weird. Yeah. It always has bugged me. (laughs) Weird. I didn't notice, but his hair did look different, but I just thought it was because later on they like let it grow out a little bit so that he looks unkempt. Oh, maybe. After but yeah, injury. I will. I will send you a picture, and we'll also post Let's it. See. The, side the by difference side. is so different. But that's all I had on fashion. Okay, for some reason I have a number of fashion. That is a reference of Gilmore guys who cover Gilmore girls. Yes, and they're a big inspiration for the show. Please, they are. Kevin T. Porter, respond to our emails. Please, we've sent you a lot. So many. So many. Okay, for some reason, I have a number of fashion notes. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, Oh, the necklaces. So so Tyra was wearing like 
just too many necklaces. Although I did kind of, I liked the blingy vibe, but it was a lot. Yeah, it made sense. Um, I did love Tammy's necklace at the booster event. It was like three strings with like the little pretty emerald. Yes. Rocks. Mm -hmm. Loved that. Um, (laughs) I literally just put Tyra laden with more jewels at the game. (laughs) Seriously, it's like she just keeps adding them on. Does she have a choker at one point? They were like layered necklaces. Yeah, Yeah, I think they just like went up to her neck. They're not supposed to be chokers. There was just so many damn necklaces. So many damn necklaces. Um, I do love Minka in her little cheerleader's outfit. She's so cute. She is ridiculously adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Tyra is the youngest one. She was only 23 when this was filmed. Oh, wow. Other than like Julie and Matt. You know who the oldest is? Who? Wait. Scott Porter. He was 32. Jason Street. Oh. Yeah. And then I that's think. That's funny because he looks so young. I know. I think Taylor Kitsch was like 31 or 30. He was the second oldest. Yeah. He definitely is old. I think he was like 27. I thought. Oh, Either way, Tyra was only 23. That. I think Minka was like 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them were just like aspiring actors who were kind of like discovered around the Austin area because Peter Berg just like stalked. Austin for a while he would just like go sit places oh also he like observed high schools so like I'm imagining he was like <laughs> tromping around high school campuses <laughs> in like a big trench coat <laughs> <laughs> he's like taking notes yeah um no but like Minka Kelly I think was working at like a plastic surgery center like they were mm-hmm. all just like living their their little lives and they were all just normal people and I feel like that really comes through I agree. I think that's all I had for fashion. It's kind of hard to, like, when it's game day, like, this pilot episode was focused so much around game day. They're just all in there, like, Panther stuff. Right, which is great. It is great. Um, I love the Panther windbreaker. I want one. I know, I do too. Oh, by the the end of this, we gotta have everything, Dylan. Like, it's all I'm gonna wear. I'm kind of hoping. Yeah. I I need some new athletic gear, and I'd prefer for it to be Panther. Yeah. Um... Oh, I read this fun fact. So it was mostly all filmed at the, this little town outside of Austin called Pflugerville. Oh, yeah. Which is like PF, I think, Pflugerville. Yes, And wait, that's what okay. the P is for. It's like all of that high school's gear. No way. Okay, I need to talk to someone because I, I know someone that teaches at, in Pflugerville. He lives in Austin what? and he commutes. We got to have him on the show. I know. We should. But yeah, I thought that's kind of funny. Um, and apparently, if you talk to the people who went to that high school during the time, they did not love the TV show presence. <laughs> I'm sure. They're like, um, we that- have to cancel a pep rally because of the filming schedule. <laughs> that was like when Nashville would um, film on Belmont's campus. It was like Ooh. cool at first because we would be like, oh, like there's like a mm-hmm. film set. But then like things would be canceled or th- like places yeah. would be closed. And I'd be trying to study somewhere and yeah. I'd be like, okay, this is getting annoying. This is stupid. Oh, wait, Monica, tell the story uh, about speaking of things filmed at high schools and Minka Kelly. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So this was pretty insane. I am driving up to our high school and there is all these like there's like a film crew. No, but we knew they were filming. No, no, no. They didn't tell us until that day. Oh, yeah. So we literally we incapacitated. (laughs) What? Was that, that was when during, I was in the hospital. Yeah. 
Oh, right. So we'll get to that. Carly had cancer. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that later. <laughs> we'll cover that. Um, but yeah, I drive up and there's like literally like fil- a film crew. And we're like, we're all like, what the heck? We go to class. We're all talking about it. And the funny part was it was a guy named Andrew Disney that went to our school. And it, oh, the, I you know, the, it the classic rumor mill spin. It was like a Disney movie's being yes. filmed on campus. <laughs> I definitely remember perpetuating that rumor. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, why not? So then we went to assembly and I think that's where they told us. I think they sent out like a big email, but um, I got to be an extra in this like short film. But long story short, uh, Masioka from Heroes was in it. Jason Doring from that. Veronica Mars, who literally is like Kristen Bell's. And I like talked to him. Dang. Yes. I, and I didn't know cool. who he was at the time, but he's so cute. And then Minka Kelly was in yeah. it. She was the third. Love so her. I, so I, I am an actress as well. And so I was... <laughs> I'm not I laughing because she, she is. She is. I'm just <laughs> laughing because of the way that she said it. I, I am not actress as well. I also, I just, I've watched so much Shit's Creek lately. I think of Moira. Uh, Moira. I also dabble in the world of theater. Of theater. And so I was rehearsing for a musical and my friend Andy and I, Andy Shook, shout out. Love him. was my counterpart in a lot of shows. And we start walking outside because I think we're going to go get a snack or something and Mika Kelly just walks by us and oh I just gosh. like froze and she is so much tinier had you her. already you know watched everyone's smaller yes you yeah so I was it, a yeah. fan and everything I think I so because I hadn't watched yet right you hadn't watched yet yeah. so then I I'm like okay I'm gonna use Carly's cancer at, uh use the cancer card and yeah, we played this card very rarely and only when it was necessary only, in situations like meeting Mika Kelly exactly you gotta you gotta pick your battles so yes. I went up to her trailer and like her assistant or security or whatever. I was like, I have a friend. She's going through chemo right now and like would love a note from me, Kelly. And so she was like, oh, sure. So I didn't get to meet her, but she went in the trailer. She wrote the note. She brought it back out. And she was like, Minka loved doing this. Like she was really glad, you know, that she yes. got to bring some joy to your friend. And so I brought it to Carly. Oh, she's so nice. I know. So we're like hoping that one day this podcast does really well and we can bring her on the show and tell oh, her that story we would love it so much full circle and I, moment i still have this uh little framed thing we'll put a picture of it yes. on instagram uh i love it. oh yeah and we'll tag her and we'll be like yeah we love you oh okay. my gosh yeah yeah we'll but start it is the really cute and, and she didn't just like write uh a, like a little celebrity like hope you get well thing she like wrote a little note it was very yeah. sweet oh love it oh, we love her but yes okay so my that was my last fashion note is that Mika Kelly, so Lila Garrity, she just looks, she pulls off that cheerleader uniform. She's she so does that high stunningly pony. gorgeous. She's so pretty. She's so cute. And her <laughs> hair, oh, of all of the hair envy that I've ever had, which is a lot. If you, if like people who know me know that I have a hair envy situation. Minka's hair is so, her high ponies. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Amazing. She's the best. Okay, let's see. What's our next little what's our next little bit? Should we do should we do my film bit? Yeah, let's do it. So we are calling this Let's Review the Tape. Which is Carly's film section. I love yeah. that. All right. My first fun fact was the was the Pflugerville thing. So like all of the peas that you see are for Pflugerville, which is kind of funny, including the oh. water tower. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you're thinking it's Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in our heads, it's Panthers. Yes. But yes, big shout out to Pflugerville for lending all of their time and resources to this show. Yes, we love you, Flukes. Um, and that's how they did a bunch of most of the football uh, 
shots are the Pflugerville team. Oh, cool. Yeah. Some of the actors were apparently not good at football. Some of them were, some of them were athletes. Some of them weren't. Try, okay, guess which of the players were naturally, Mm. like did some of their own stunts and which ones did it? Of like the main guys. Taylor Kitsch did? Yeah. Taylor Kitsch was a hockey player and he did a lot of his own stuff. Um, Smash did. Mm-mm. Oh, Smash okay. was like really bad at football. Ah, and that's hilarious. So funny, yeah. Just funny because like in the show, he's the like biggest athlete. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then everybody else was like pretty good. Um. People was people said that the set, if you were to like take a tour on set, which like somebody did and wrote about, that it was very idyllic. People were like tossing the football um yeah. off off screen and whatever, and like warming up. Um, but I thought that one of the like coolest things that I read about people who wrote about what it was like to be on that set, and we've kind of talked about how unique it was and that they just like pulled regular people and they used, they never used a sound stage or anything. Like they literally, they didn't light anything. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. They would just like, if this was the restaurant, that's how the restaurant was lit. That's a real restaurant. So we're going to shoot it like that. I mean, that makes sense now that I think about it. Yeah. I know. And I love that too, because like in my own, my personal film work, Peter Berg is a huge inspiration for me because I always felt like I didn't super fit into the film world because I'm not like techie. Like I don't nerd out over all the gear and like all the camera settings. And um, I just like telling stories. And I always felt like that just made me a bad filmmaker if I like didn't want to ever shoot with lights or, or stuff like that. But like, that's what Peter Berg did. He just was like, we're just going to shoot the story. And I respect that a lot because yes, I love that. That's kind of how I am. Um, but yeah, so kind of the way that they did that was like, although he said that they did, they did build a set for the locker room. Okay. So we'll give them a little cheat. We'll, we'll allow it. (laughs) Um, but, oh, they used basically, they would just, instead of like giving the actors blocking, they would let the actors do pretty much whatever they want, wanted, um, including like improv. And then they wouldn't like block the actors. They would just let them move around in the space on their own. And then they would just have at least three cameramen at all times, which is a lot yeah. um, for a TV show, just following them. So cameras followed actors instead of vice versa. Oh, I love that. That makes sense that they didn't have any markers or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. And that's definitely what creates the sort of like, documentary style. Peter Berg is a big feature film and documentary guy. Like he did not come from TV, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. You can totally see that. Yeah. Come through. That's so cool. Um, what else do I have? We talked about the jiggliness of the pilot. <laughs> it's <very> jiggly. <laughs> very jiggly. It's quite jiggly. <laughs> um, oh, I do have one. This is going to break the magic a little bit, which is funny because I actually did not notice it until I read about it and then mm. saw it. So they basically toggle in between winter and summer in like a lot of shots. Oh, really? Like in the peewee scene, they're all in long sleeves, in gloves and jackets, and the sky is like gray. Um, and this oh, is the beginning so of the school, school year, so it's August in Texas. <laughs> Wait, that's so true. I, I actually like... There was something about that scene that felt different to me, but I didn't couldn't put my finger on it. But yeah, and they do it like once or twice more. They kind of flipped back and forth. Well, in the football game, because Lila, I remember she has yes, long yes, sleeve yes. cheerleader on. She's got that red nose from yep. cold. Yeah, yeah. So whoopsies. Um, I, I assume that's just like because of pilot filming scheduling era, error. Yeah, 
yeah. Um, but it, it was just kind of funny because if you're from Texas, you're going to notice like school starts in August. So it that's ain't usually, be cold. <laughs> it ain't going to be cold. It's going to be 115 degrees on a turf field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is why I quit playing field hockey. Yeah, that's not. why I never played an outdoor sport. Well, I did play softball, but... <laughs> yeah, wait, but... That- <laughs> yeah, but like one year. <laughs> yeah, I preferred soccer, which in Texas is in the winter. In other states, it's not in the winter. Yeah. I know. I remember the soccer girls all getting all bundled up and we were just swarm in the gym. I liked getting bundled up because then you're just covered up and I felt like invincible against the ball because yeah. I had no exposed skin. That makes sense. Um, although I could have done without the frostbitten toes. Mm, yeah, we don't like those. Um, okay, my last film, uh, or wait, what are we calling it? <laughs> review the tape. Uh, review the tape. My last bit for review the tape is that, I, so I didn't know this, but apparently they tried to make a TV version of the Friday Night Lights movie before, um, oh, but it was in 1993 with Ben Affleck. No way. They as made the it eight, I think as the main, as, as Street or oh, whatever, no. but, I don't, but I don't know like how much of it, because I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know like if it was I've like seen the, the movie. TV show, but... Yeah, the, it really is not that similar, actually. Just, does the main quarterback get injured in the movie? I don't... I mean, it's been a while. I don't think so. You don't remember if he broke his spine? <laughs> in the I movie? I don't know. All I remember is... Because <laughs> it wasn't like, a main plot point. All I remember is that Tammy and Buddy are in it. That's all oh, I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's been a long I almost time. called her Tony Collette. What is her real name? <laughs> Connie Britton. There it is. Tammy, Connie, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm very curious to go back and check out um, little little Ben Affleck. Yeah. But eight seasons or eight episodes is kind of a lot. Yeah. It was called Against the Grain. Against the Grain. It wasn't called. She's trying to come up with a Ben Affleck joke. I am. Is she gonna do it? Goodwill punting. Oh, she did it. Oh! She did it. <laughs> nice. That was good. And I'm gonna cut out the time so it makes me look real quick. <laughs> Uh, well, that's all I have for uh, reviewing the tape. All right. Thank you, Carly. You're welcome. So should I do Musician's Corner or Mons Blaine's football first? <laughs> um, wait, let's do Musician's Corner because I actually, am I allowed to have brought a tape or a, a cut or two for Musician's Corner? Sure. Okay. Because whenever you're ready, I would like to, to discuss Black Betty. Black Betty. Okay. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's do it at the, at the end. Okay. I think I have. Yeah. I've, I've got my whole little plan. Okay. So I named it Musician's Corner because Musician's, Musician's Corner is a festival in Nashville that I actually was lucky enough to play. I literally, yeah, so there was like, there was like a big stage and the acoustic stage and I got the acoustic stage. So I was figuring it was going to be like in the back, like no one, you know, my friends would come, whatever. It's right next to the main stage. So there oh were like gosh. hundreds of people there. And I was just like me and my guitar. This was scary. Yeah, Did but it, 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 went, it went well. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool because I could actually, you know, it's outside and people are like food trucks and I actually feel like I kind of quieted the crowd a little bit. So that was nice. cool. But I bet you did. Oh, stop. But that <laughs> festival, even before I played it, it's just near and dear to my heart because it was it was started by someone. It, I don't need to go into it, but it was, it was like a free <laughs> festival in Nashville. So it was like free to everybody and open to the public and um, had really cool acts. It's so. a good natured thing. Exactly. So that's why I named it my music section. So so this show, I mean, this episode had 15 songs 
And the age range of the songs were 1963, weirdly to 2007. This episode came out in 2006. Oh, no. So this is a thing. So when uh, TV shows get bought by streaming networks that were produced before streaming was a thing, the music rights change. So like most, for a lot of shows, they do this in Gilmore Girls too. For a lot of Mm -hmm. shows, they like got certain songs licensed for when the thing aired, but they only would have it licensed for like two or three years. Um, Okay. Or licensed for DVD version. And then when they sometimes, they or excuse me, it's not Gilmore Girls. This happened a bunch in Scrubs because- Scrubs is a super music-oriented show, and there's, like, the fans go bananas about, or, like, get into huge internet fights about certain episodes that, when they originally aired, had, like, really specific songs in them that get changed on the streaming version, and then those people are, like, not real fans if they think that that was the original song. (laughs) That makes sense. Also, I wanted to say, shut up about the Scrubs, (laughs) which is Gabe in the office saying, shut up about the sun. I made a meme. One of the only funny things he says in the whole show. Oh my gosh. No, Monica and I disagree about Gabe. Gabe. I love Gabe. Also, that's one of my favorite lines. I made a meme of it for, I have a coworker who uh, is like obsessed with Incubus and everyone gets mad at him whenever he talks about it. (laughs) So I made a meme that's like, shut up about Incubus. Shut up about Incubus. Oh, their song Drive. I loved it when I was like five. It's a classic. It was like on now six. Anyway, um, so that makes sense because also later in the show, I remember like I had the DVDs of Fire Night Lights and I remember there was an episode with a specific song that I really liked. And when I watched it again, it was just one of the lowest like Fire Night Lights like songs under it. And I was like, wait, Mm -hmm. they replaced it. So that's why. Okay. We've been robbed. Fun fact. Yeah. So I also decided I was going to highlight any Texas acts that were in the episode. Yeah, so the only one in this one is a doozy. It's a big one. It's Explosions in the Sky from Austin, Uh, Texas. Wait, I'm so dumb. I didn't even know they were a Texas band. I know. Actually, I didn't either. I kind of assumed, but I didn't know for sure. They're literally from Austin. Oh, I love that. I know. And so obviously, or not obviously, you may not know, but they're um, all (laughs) instrumental. (laughs) Obviously, they're an instrumental group. Uh, Very cinematic. And their song, uh, Your Hand in Mine, plays three times. Um, throughout the episode um, it plays or no remember me as the time of day does your hand in mind plays at some point but it plays at the beginning it plays in the Jason and Lila moment when they're like kissing mm. by the car and then oh, I have things to say end. about that later and then at the very end so it's a really cool kind of like uh, uh, yeah um, I love this show I just think it's so cool that the show has a relationship with a band in the way that they do like a explosions in the sky I know it's, it's so like cool. having a live orchestra for a tv show <laughs> Exactly. No, that's exactly it. And I kind of dug I dug in deeper because a lot of people think that Explosions in the Sky did the theme song because it sounds very yeah. them, but it's actually not. So most notably, Explosions in the Sky music is heavily featured in the show. It is a common misconception that the band, yeah, um, instead is an original composition by W.G. Snuffy Walden. So, Snuffy? Good for it. So I don't oh know. Oh my gosh, well, like, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> that is such a deep cut. I shouldn't have wait, even said it. <laughs> who's Snuffy? I'm embarrassed to even say this because of how deep of a cut it is. Snuffy is the dog that the story on the menu is about when Luke takes Lorelai to it's dinner Sniffles. for the first time. No, it's Snuffy. It's Snuffy? It's Snuffy. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to look. I, uh, embarrassingly would bet my life. <laughs> Remember she's reading that whole story and she's like, edit people. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Walden's an Emmy Award winner for the theme music of The West Wing. Fun fact. What? I know. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite fun fact yet. I know. Isn't that cool? I love it. We're big, love we're bis- big West Wingies. Is there yes. a word for West Wing heads? West Wingers. West Wingers. Oh, and then a second fun fact. 
David Torn's Do You Ever Feel Cursed plays as Jake and Jason is taken from the field on a stretcher, and that song is in the FNL movie. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So then I decided to pick my favorite song from the episode. So it's obviously The Explosion in the Sky. That's yeah. like the number ones. But you you know them. You hear them throughout the episode. So this week, it's a tie between Beck's Deborah and Yaya Yaz Gold Lion. So I'm going to play <gasps> a little clip oh, of both. I didn't know it was the Yaya Yaz. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, can we just agree on why? Are you about to play something? No, you can tell me. Our, can we just agree on why every person in our generation knows the yeah, yeah, yes? Why? Because of maps and Guitar Hero. Yes. <laughs> That's why I know it. <laughs> and then guess who sampled that in 2016? A very different type of artist. Who? Beyonce. Really? Yeah. She has a song called Hold Up, and it's Hold Up, They Don't Love You Like I Love You. Oh, and it's damn. That, yeah. Isn't that cool? I love yeah. it. I just remember sitting in the playroom at my parents' house after school every day screaming, <laughs> My mom probably wanted to blow her brains out. <laughs> I'm sure she did. Uh, okay, so this is Beck. Beck Stebra. Dig your groovy tunes, bro. So this, that song plays during um, when Matt and Landry are trying to talk to Julie. You know, it's almost a little St. Paul's, a little St. Paulsy. In the Broken Bones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song called Gold Lion. We were gonna <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Gold Lion's gonna tell me where the light is. I do love this song. Yeah, so I, of course, already made us a Texas Forever official playlist yes, yes, that has yes. a lot of the sh- songs that I love from the show, and I'll add our like favorites to it each week. And those who don't already know, Monica Moser is a professional playlist maker. No um, joke. Follow her on Spotify for her personal music and for her personal playlist making abilities. Thank you for the plug, Carly. You're welcome. Um, okay, can I play the Black Betty scene? I pulled a clip. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this, so Black, this is obviously the oldest song. Um, it plays during the football sequence at the beginning of the episode, right before it goes Friday Night Lights. Oh, which by the way, oh my gosh, I forgot so to mention cheesy. that. My, no theme song. Yes. And they did. So they did, if, if y'all notice, they did a weird like title credit thing. It like came in like uh, George in the freaking jungle. It was like Friday Night Lights. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was they don't do that in any of the other episodes. No. And the text was like ginormous. <laughs> yeah. It like was a full screen title thing. It was weird. Yeah. Okay. This is a Black Betty scene that I love so much. So th- this is at the beginning of the episode, Tim shows up like super hungover uh, to practice and they're basically just like beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yes. And I loved how they overlaid it with the interviews, too. So, like, you'll hear yes. the, a little bit of the interviews, too. Yes. Oh, hate them. 32. Yeah, Briggins. These same men are going to be coming down here. They're going to use everything they have to hurt you. 84. I'm tired of seeing that out here on this field. 82. 
little extra responsibility? Yeah, there's a little bit of extra responsibility. Of course, that comes with the territory to be expected. If you want to do that, you take it somewhere else. How good is this team? We're a very good team. Man, this team's the best team. They got me. Get up, Riggins. They're going to attempt to do this in front of your mothers, in front of your fathers, in front of your brothers, in front of your sisters. Hey. Come on, son, get up. Ugh. I love it. I also just love some Coach Taylor coaching. Uh, same. So yeah, I loved the Black Betty scene. I love the interviews. So perfect. And I just love a good montage of Coach Taylor really ripping on him. Yeah. He could be from Saudi Arabia and I'd still hate him. <laughs> oh yes. Did we like Tim Riggins oh, uh, Tim Riggins on Black Lives Matter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if the dude's Santa Claus, I just don't like him. I just don't like <laughs> that guy could be Santa Claus. I don't like him. I did um, I did think that was fair though. I mean Smash is like pretty he's such a dick especially yeah. in that episode he <laughs> yes. he is another that maybe will grow on you we'll see oh i love no i know um oh. so to close out the musician's corner i'm gonna play um the remember me as a time of day the epic yes. first scene because it's so freaking good good morning west texas slam and sammy mead coming at you with panther football radio 470 a.m on your dial it's monday morning and we all know what that means. Only four days till Friday night, the night that our Dylan Panthers bring the hammer down on the Westerby Mustang. Full body chills. Who wants to talk Panther football? I'm all ears. Hey, Sammy, this is Susan from Bain. This new coach, uh, Coach Taylor, right? Eric Taylor, that's right. Well, he, he's got himself a lot of pressure right now, and there's he lots does. of expectations on him. And, and what the heck is going on there? You got a news crew following It's just perfect. So I mean, it's, there could not be more, a more perfect song to start out the <sighs> series with. And Matt's grandma just already makes me cry. It's like the first five minutes. Oh, yeah. Do you like Matt, Matt, Matt's grandma? Yes. I don't, she's not my favorite character. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I like I love her later. But it, I have a really hard time, for whatever reason, getting over how young she looks. <laughs> she does look kind of young. She is really young for the level of, like, senility that they... <laughs> Yes, nice word. <laughs> Thank you. I've been playing a lot of words with friends. <gasps> I think I accidentally expired our game. <gasps> oh no! I just love the close up of like her tapping foot. That was really cute. I did. Yeah. I did note that um, you that I shot. Adore. Yeah, you. I adore. She's like, I'm not going to eat two tuna sandwiches. Right. Well, then just eat one. Um, okay. Should we go to stray observations? Because I have a lot. Um, well, let me monsplain some football real oh, quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll do stray observations and then we'll get out of here. Oh, there are a couple football things to get mansplained. Yes. So um, I have to laugh when Matt um, gets put in and he throws the ball at the helmet. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Ooh. We like rewound it to watch it. It's rough. Um, <laughs> I also he, just love how when he puts his helmet on, like when he gets called up. So this is like right after Jason Street goes down, which we're, we're going to. We're going to cover yes, that. Yes, we're going to get to that. Yes. <laughs> um, I just love how he's like so clean. He's not like not a bead of sweat. Like he just so clearly has been sitting on the bench the whole time with zero yes. expectation to play. <laughs> right. His his jersey is pristine. Um, but yeah, Coach Taylor goes, do you know what reading the coverage means? And it's just like, that's just a fancy word for um, looking where the players are and like <laughs> looking at the field and then throwing the ball <laughs> and not just throwing it. So read oh, the coverage. Poor Matt. It's one of the damn football phrases. Um so Smash and Riggins, I don't know if everyone knows this. I mean, Riggins is a ladies. fullback. I know that. You do know that. Okay. So 
basically there are there's three types of running back so there's halfback tailback and fullback running back back. y'all that's a little remember the titans Titans, which is definitely going to be a part of this podcast (laughs) oh for sure you don't get blood on my uniform Uniform? you must be outside your mind mind. (laughs) i have that whole oh yeah monica and i can do the whole thing yeah we will um should we do it now (laughs) they are we will blitz blitz Oh, all night. night. Okay. So good. Well, I have a comment on blitzing. Oh, I do too. Okay. So, in well, me, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's halfback, tailback, fullback. So, uh, Riggins is a fullback where a smash is a tailback. So the tailback's usually, um, smaller and faster and really runs with the ball. Whereas mm. the fullback is usually bigger and does more blocking and, um, mm. like tackling. So yeah, you'll see does. him like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he could block me. <laughs> He could so a full, me. There it is. Yes, there it is. A fullback protects the halfback or the tailback and acts as a blocker. So, fun fact. Um, cool. And then blitz. I'm confused what blitz I is. Think it sounds kind of sexual. both definitions. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, She's like, do you know what a blitz is? is? It can, sounds kind of sexual. Okay, so the football term is really just when a higher than usual number of defensive players will rush the opposing quarterback to try to tackle him. So it's just like a big, big pile on. I think the sexual term would be like a, (laughs) I don't want to say it. (laughs) It's yeah. It's like an orgy. (laughs) I mean, that's probably the most accurate blitz. So we're laughing about if y'all don't remember in the pilot. So like when they're at the booster, the pep rally thing, that's at the car dealership, at the buddy's car dealership all the old drunk ladies are hitting on Riggins and this like older woman is like, do you know what a blitz is? Wait, I even wrote it in my notes. Oh, I said, she says, have you ever blitzed an older woman? <laughs> she goes, you can, you know. He's like, thanks, like, but dang, I've got Randy. He's like, I've got every young girl in high school. I'm good. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it for a month's blind and football. Check back next time. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love a good blitz. Yes. Okay, so now let's just like talk about random thoughts about the episode. Go. Okay. So my mine are in like chronological order. So basically, hopefully it'll work. We'll just like come through the app and then we'll get to the to the. Oh, perfect. I'll do the, that next uh, time. Mine are very unorganized. <laughs> let's see. Okay. The first couple things I have are that how much I love the radio, which we kind of already talked about. Slam and Sammy Mead. Yeah. So good. I, it's funny. I so I actually I did a project when I was in college when I was first getting into film I think it was called what is snow or something either way I like pulled a bunch from Friday Night Lights because he's such um an inspiration for me but I even have like it's it's kind of like a flash forward it was a climate change thing and there's like a radio guy classic Carly classic um, classic liberal that's me (laughs) you know that climate change stuff I'm Mm -hmm. all about it um, but I even had the like radio guy at the beginning of the film and, uh, he was like doing just the weather, but it was, you know, like really hot. <laughs> it was better it was than like, that. It was really hot. But There's I had a like, 35% chance that it's that already, already raining. <laughs> Anyways, we love the radio. Um, and I just love that they kind of use it as a pseudo narrator for kind yes. of like how the town is feeling. Totally. What did that. you think about how crazy the town is about coach Taylor's first game? That's I know. So intense. God. They're like, "Don't buy this house," or, or <laughs> I know they're, they're like going to burn leave crosses the country. In yard. <laughs> I know. It's but yeah, the pressure's I, real. I think it makes sense, and so maybe this is a good 
time to so like somebody also I swear that somebody wrote this in as a question but mm. I couldn't find it on the Instagram maybe they deleted it. I don't know oh we got to do questions too um yeah but somebody was okay. asking for like some context for people who've not watched yeah, the someone show. named Dylan yes not Dylan Texas but D-Y-L-A-N no, no somebody that I know but for some reason I couldn't find the sticker anymore oh, okay either way somebody uh wrote us a question thanks Dylan um for context about the show. And I think that like, this is why everybody was so up in arms about coach Taylor and they like kind of touched on this, but they didn't say it outright. So the Panthers are coming in off of an undefeated season, right? Yes. And they're number one in Texas. Right. And then they have like a stacked senior team. Aren't they seniors? Isn't street street is a senior. Weirdly, Tim is a sophomore, but I think it's because he's so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. He probably was all back. (laughs) That's, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, so they have like Jason Street as a senior. It's like the year of potential. It's the year that they can go to state. So that's a little a little context for you. Yes, yes. Um, another one of my notes is young grandma. Hello, <laughs> she's like fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her face looks old, but her it's her maybe it's her hair. Yeah, if she, she was is, gray, it would work. Yeah, she's I do. Just not I do go like with that brown hair. Yeah. yeah. So this is Matt's, Matt's little grandma. We don't know. We don't know where his parents are yet. Right. We'll find that out. Um, oh, what did you think about the like press asking such personal questions of high schoolers? I know it's so intense. I like, yeah, I, I can't speak to that being accurate or not or like <laughs> I mean, too much. Cause I mean, like maybe, I mean the press, the press in general is pretty invasive, but I just don't know with a high school football team, if they would be like that. Yeah, they asked Smash about his dead, about his father's death. I know. He's like, I don't talk about that. I'm like, yeah, why would you talk about why that would in a you football need interview? To? Maybe he was a football player or something. No, I don't think so. I just, They're just like, I, it is known that your father died recently. Weird. And then, and then they asked him about alcohol on his breath. I was like, I know. guys, chill. Chill. Or like, talk to him later. Yeah. About or it, just if you're like, concerned. Don't. You're yeah. a reporter. <laughs> right. And he's a 17-year-old. He's like, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a little aggro, I felt like. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, Tim had a little too much to drinky drink. Yes, clearly. You could see all the beer <laughs> bottles at the in the first scene oh, that you see him with Tammy. Yeah. And I love that. Okay. I won't. Not, or Tyra. Uh, not Tammy. Let's clarify. Tammy oh, was not Tammy. in that bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she is the mistress with Coach Taylor. I mean, in season four, that's what I'm I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but um, I love that, and I won't speak to too much of who Billy Riggins becomes, who's Tim's yeah. brother. But I love that he's like this, like responsible older brother in this episode. I know because you'll get to know him more. Although I did write shirtless Riggins boys. That's all. Love it. I didn't comment that's, on it. I just wrote that. <laughs> that's the tweet. <laughs> that's the tweet. Um. I had oh, a similar yeah. note of Julie. Jules. <laughs> oh, Jules. That's Jules rough. Although I did kind of like her diss in the lunch uh, when they're trying to yeah. sit with her for lunch. She was like, I don't sit with football players. Right. No, I do like her. I, you know, people hate her. She's one of those like on I the list of like her. buzz on BuzzFeed articles of like who do you. Yeah. And yeah, she's my least favorite character. I totally get it. But mm-hmm. there's there's a part of me you'll see later on. There's a part of me that that likes her and relates to her a little bit. I do agree. There are parts yeah. of it that I like. I also enjoy enjoy watching her. Like her storylines are some the storylines are really interesting. Favorites. Yeah. I just think it honestly, it's like her acting. 
Yeah. I know. I can't tell if it's the writing or the acting or kind of a combo, but. I think it's her acting. For some, her like little stutters. I don't, she didn't do it a ton in this episode, but she does down the line when she's like, she does these weird fake stutters where she's like, dad. I'm like, <laughs> she does the Kristen Stewart, Bella. Please don't, don't, don't leave me. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've done that on, I've done that exact impression on my other podcast. Jenny and I just watched all of the Twilight's Breaking Dawn one and two. Of course you did. There have been a lot of, uh, Chris and Bell, or I mean, excuse me, Chris and Stewart <laughs> impressions going on in my house. Yes. Um, oh, I also just wrote Jesse Plemons is a gift to the world. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just Let's talk about Jesse. If, if you just listen to him talking to Matt, just Ugh. everything that he says, he's like, Matt, we got to work on this angle. I mean, you're like a football player now. Like, can you imagine <laughs> what you could do? Like, he's just like talking and talking he's and I love so it. so good. I think you can really tell that he's such a strong actor. I mean, like now yes. he's famous you know. now. Yeah. Um, Thanks for Breaking Bad, which I love him in. Um, yes. Jesse Plemons plays Landry, which is Matt Saracen, the backup quarterback's uh, best friend. He's a little red-haired guy that drives Matt, around with him. You need to get a new friend. new friend. That's another great. <laughs> also, he asks to if Matt wants to join, wants to help him start the Christian speed metal band, which comes up yes, later. Yes, Victorious. Yes. Well, we don't know what it's called yet. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Um, but I do love Jesse Plemons and his character in the show is, I just, he's so funny to me. Yes. Yeah. Um, One of my favorites for sure. Absolutely. Let's see. Oh, okay. <laughs> How did you feel about this scene? Then you must kiss me. <laughs> is it true that you can hurl fireballs and like you're Superman? <laughs> Then you must kiss me. I did not like that. <laughs> I remember like watching it as a teenager and being like, yeah, I want to be kissing up against a car with Jason Street. And yeah, they're cute. Super cute. But the I just have to just drown out what she's saying. I just have <sighs> to pretend like she's not saying anything because it's it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> but and you know again, what I, I we love Minka, but we do. Something about the like tone of her voice when she like I'm sure that they were telling her to like play the character like she's obsessed with Jason because she is. Yes. Yeah. But it is it is a little hard to watch some of that. I feel like it's pretty accurate for teenage love. Yeah, I do too. And I think and again, not to get spoilery, and, and I won't, but obviously you can predict that the relationship is going to go through some trials because of right. what just happened at the end of the episode. So I, I just like that they show just kind of how kind of how basic they are and like kind of mm-hmm. surface level um, so that once this tragedy strikes, they can really get into the meat of their relationship and who they are. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I did love their setup, especially like as the cute like cheerleader and football team guy. Um, but they do such a good job of making all of the like regular stories that we were familiar with in high school, like really, really fleshed out. Yeah. It's like, they're a trope, but they're a realistic trope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did not like the, you must kiss me, but no, I just can't mm-hmm. imagine any human teenager ever doing that or just human at all. <laughs> <laughs> or human in general. Um, yeah. Then I wrote Julie, 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 shut up about Moby Dick. <laughs> Get off the D, Julie. Get off the D. Oh, how did you feel about um, Smash the Rapper? Oh, 
Yes. Oh, it's so funny. I love when he's no, I think he's great. I, I love, love when he it. says I love when he says like John Travolta gets Scientological. Yes. Yes. I, I think it's John Travolta. It's one of the or Tom Cruise. It was Tom Cruise. Yes. Um, but I thought that was such a funny like rhyme in there. And his popped collar is perfect. I did love that. Um Yeah, I didn't know that Tim Riggins was such a fan of the podcast. Here's the God in football in ten years from now, Street. Good friends living large in Texas. Texas forever, Street. Texas forever. Uh, I just got chills again. I did too. Uh, I do. I love that scene. Um, Me too. It feels a little cheesy, but also, also, uh, also real. Like just sitting on mm -hmm. beach chairs in a parking lot, Mm -hmm. drinking cheap beer. And I love that they built that foundation of friendship between Riggins and Street because they had so little time to establish that. And like, there's so much conflict that comes into that relationship later because of his mm-hmm. injury. And they basically just had like half of an episode to build a foundation that they were like actually friends. And it's kind of hard to believe because they set up street as like the, the goody two shoes, but they right. did such a good job. Like you really do understand that they're, you know, t- Riggins is like, I'm going to live on, on your land. And he's like, I don't want you living on my land. <laughs> You're right. a bum. Uh, I love that. No, that's so true. They had so little time and they did a great job because because you can also see Tim's obviously a very lost soul and like mm-hmm. he would cling to a Jason that like has all of his shit together. Like that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. I also loved how at the beginning uh, in the cold open when it opens on the Riggins house, Billy, his older brother is trying to get Tim to go to school. And the way that he does that was by describing Tim's life as a Maxim magazine. <laughs> He's like, this isn't Maxim. You have to go to school. I'm like, that is the opposite of how to convince a teenage boy to stop hooking up with a woman and go to school by telling him he's leading a life similar to Maxim. Right. <laughs> you're like, you're really going to get it through to him. Yep. Um, oh, what did you think about Tyra coming on to Jason at the booster thing? She has a comment about milkshakes that I wouldn't repeat to my grandmother. No, I would not. <laughs> it's, it's, a little, it's a little delicate. They hang off me ladies' chest. <laughs> they make milk. Um, that is the deposition, one of my favorite episodes, The Office. Of TV. Describing honestly. Jan's boobs. Love it. She thought it was about the twins. <laughs> uh, who are the twins? Who are the twins? Um, I mean, it just kind of was Tyra just stirring up shit. I feel like yeah. she's not interested in Jason at all or Smash, honestly. But no. yeah, that's going to be fleshed out later. But Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um. I, I also noted that I feel like Smash would be one of those people, one of those guys that texts really with really weird emojis, you know, like all the punctuation faces yes. that like get super weird if you add too much <laughs> blank to them. That's how I feel like he would text. Yeah, for sure. He'd be like, no, you hang out first, B. No, no, you, no, you. And then someone comes and grabs it and turns it off. Yep. For them. Let's see. Do I have any more stray obsies? I feel like I don't. I feel like we should play the last scene and just talk about. Oh, wait, I do have one that I want to say, but this is during the game. So, oh, yeah. um, Did you catch Tim Riggins during halftime after being mauled by a tiger on his neck? Oh, my gosh. There's like one. Oh, yeah, I did. He's like, yeah, it literally looks like someone got a claw on his neck. <laughs> this is during yeah. halftime. So like they, in the first half, they're falling behind. Um, and then it cuts to the locker room and everyone's like nursing injuries or whatever. 
Tim literally has just like claws down his neck. I wonder. Yeah, what. it looks like he's like a shark, and that's like his gills. <laughs> wow, Westerby, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, that was my only. I did uh, that comment on the game, but oh, and and that coach used the very some bad words. He said horse crud to the ref. He's like, that's that call is horse crud, and the ref. He is didn't like, say horse shit. He said horse crud. I, I rewinded it, and I still heard crud. <laughs> crud what a weird word my dad says that does must he? be a texas thing i could see that all right let's um, talk it let's talk the when street goes play down the finals yeah so we so, pulled the final five minutes here we go oh i'm not ready my mom wanted me to mention that this part makes her sob and i agree i'm definitely gonna be crying okay here we go this is the final minute 52 Give all of us gathered here tonight the strength to remember that life is so very fragile. We are all vulnerable. And we will all, at some point in our lives, fall. We will all fall. We must carry this in our hearts. That what we have is special. That it can be taken from us. And that when it is taken from us, we will be tested. We will be tested to our very souls. We will now all be tested. It is these times, it is this pain that allows us to look inside ourselves. I mean, what were your first reactions when he went down? When I first watched it for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was like, well, because at first, it, I mean, it's kind of like the reaction that you would have in real life. You're like, mm -hmm. he's fine. Like, he'll get up. I kind of had that reaction where, like, when you're watching sports and somebody goes down and, they, and the announcers say it, they're like, when you just can tell that somebody went down hard and like got yeah. knocked out cold, like the way that they fall limply. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I don't know how they did that, but um, that was based off of something, a real life uh, that happened in real life. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. A game. So like Peter Berg was at a game where the kid got injured. The quarterback got injured. I wrote down his name. We should say his name. Um, and was paralyzed for the rest of his life. He was a high schooler named uh, David Edwards in San. He played for San Antonio, mm. um, and it was at in 2003. And David Berg, the creator of the show, was at that game and watched it happen, and it like inspired him to write about um, that in a TV show. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's like like the announcers say, it's like the worst case scenario when you see somebody go down and because like when they're playing football we're always like they're these especially in dylan you know like they're these big heroes but we forget that they're 
kids. And when one of them goes down, it's just like so devastating. Well, and they, you know, the whole episode is, I mean, obviously there's other players, (laughs) no pun intended, but (laughs) Jason, you just love and you're rooting for him Mm -hmm. and you don't. And and, and so it, I remember being like, oh, I wanted to watch him play. Like I wanted to watch him be the quarterback. So it's yeah. it, it also that also feels really real where you're like, oh, I really wanted to see him succeed. That's true. I do remember to. when I first watched it, I was kind of like, wait, so we don't get to watch this guy play. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the way that they juxtapose the surgery and then like uh, cutting open all of the gear, transferring him to the operating table and then like weaving in uh saracen winning the game yeah. with mm. that was uh, so powerful i also love i mean the shot where you it shows that matt realizes what he has to do is yeah. so good and my friend chelsea wales she put that in the kind of questions comments she was like i live for the high of matt saracen getting his opportunity on the field which oh, is like yes. you live for it but you're also you feel his just like the burden of oh my God, his yeah. responsibility in that moment where he just looks terrified and you're mm-hmm. like no it's like how, how i feel when Tyrion goes into battle in oh game of gosh, thrones yes. we were like go hide like you cannot fight oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that yeah. scene is amazing. And um, it just like particularly wrecks me. So like we casually alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, I had <laughs> cancer when I was in, in high school, which was really fun for me and Monica. Um, yeah, it was a fun but, journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this scene just like really gets to me actually more than I thought it would because I actually watched this for the first time in high school. It must have been post-cancer. Um, and I don't remember like really drawing that conclusion until I watched it as an adult and the sight of like seeing everyone on the football field, like pray for them when like, he's not there. And like also seeing the hospital, like crowded with high schoolers and like people in uniforms and stuff like that was like really, um, it just like reminded me of, of when I was sick and that's like what the hospital looked like. It was just like filled with teenagers and it's such a shock to every everybody and I like really felt that yeah and it's so weird that yours you know your the discovery of it was tied to sports too yeah it's true I was yeah misdiagnosed for a long time but because I was an athlete I kept like noticing that I was in pain and my like running gait was off or whatever um but yeah it's just like when somebody has a life-threatening injury or situation like that when they're in high school, it's, we just like think that people that age are invincible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't think that a perfectly healthy kid, something like that can happen to him. Right. Or her. But I, go ahead. I just love, I mean, obviously everybody loves it, but the, we will all fall. I'm like going to cry because I I can't say it again (laughs) because he does it so well, but it's just such a beautiful, I think that every human being ever can connect with that sentiment we've all had something just like totally blindside you that's devastating and you just get tested Mm -hmm. I love that he says it's a it's a testing moment because Mm -hmm. it's a testing moment for the person that it happens to for all the people in their life and yeah I mean you love that they they win the game and they're so excited and then they're like oh shit but this is Mm -hmm. the thing that really matters and then they all come together and they kneel on the field and but yeah, I actually, I thought about that parallel too. And I wanted to ask you, you know, it's a similar situation, but it's different in the fact that like, I feel like Jason Street was so angry because 
he could have prevented it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with yours, I mean, you really couldn't have. Like, it just happened to you. And did that, yeah. do you feel like you're kind of dealing with it or your reaction was any different because of that? Um, I think I want to get into that more when we get into the later episodes of how Jason yeah. handles his injury because I also have a lot of feelings about that. But I also think that it's more similar than that in this situation because the, and we'll see this later. So like, this is a, a, a miniature spoiler. So hit 45 if you're like super concerned, but um, you know, coach Taylor catches some of the flack for this injury for not training uh, Jason to, to lift up his head. He makes that, he doesn't know how to tackle um, and he makes that tackle with his head down. And, and later when they look into the injury, like they start asking questions. Um, and I, that, reminds me a lot because I just think that after those situations, everybody's looking for somebody to blame. And I mean, even like this is an injury. So I feel like the finger pointing starts right away, but like with cancer, it feels like it just hits you randomly, but you know, it ended up fingers ended up getting pointed also at trainers and coaches who I was like seeing every day for physical therapy because I was in pain who, you know, for a number of reasons, not necessarily, not because they're bad people or anything, but just like didn't take my pain seriously. Again, just because we think that kids that age are invincible. We don't expect it to be cancer. We don't expect it to be spinal cord. We just expect them to get back up. Um, So I did find, I find similarities in that people just start pointing fingers. They just want a why. That felt really similar. Yeah. That's so huge. It's like, because it's a time of such confusion you just want to point to something right and you just want to be able to explain it because our brains don't wrap around tragedy like that very well we have such a hard time rationalizing why that would happen to somebody yeah but i just love that ending because it also sets up the whole rest of the show you know he says we will be tested to our very souls and that's Mm -hmm. pretty much you know they're just laying the the framework for all the rest of at least this season of you know how is this going to affect the community and the team totally oh yeah it's so powerful it really is um that that'll get you in the feels every time and that's what that's what friday night lights does exactly a little one two hook oh we love it i don't think i have any final notes on that other than that i did i just love i'm very weird about praying in tv it usually bothers me because it's usually so performative. And like, I love how they yes. even make fun of it in uh, Talladega Nights, you know, like sweet baby fetus, tiny infant baby Jesus. Um, but like, they do a really good job of it in this show. Smash's prayer after the football game was like really powerful and really genuine and didn't feel it felt very or, earnest or weird to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because, you know, coming from Texas or from a Southern state, it's so a part of the culture. And sometimes that's a negative. I mean, I mm-hmm. felt like, you know, w- when you live in those states, sometimes it's like you're looked down upon if you're not a Christian or not a believer or go to church. But the beautiful part of it is it's just so natural and a part of your day to day. And so it's just natural that when this happens, they're all going to kneel and pray. Mm-hmm. And so I love that too. I think it was really, it felt really, yeah, really genuine and really earnest. Yeah, it was super earnest. And I, yeah, I felt like, even as somebody who doesn't, like, I don't use prayer in that way in my life, I was like, I feel like no matter what you believe, you can feel um, that intensity yeah. 
from that scene. And that's, that's Gaius Charles who plays Smash Williams, who is an incredible actor. Yes. And like, he is so unlikable the whole time. And then he has that moment and yeah, we're going to see a lot more of him, which is going to be. I think that's all my notes. I think we did it. We did it. We did it. Um, Should we do pop culture plugs and handles and then give it a rating? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Um, I'm going to plug a couple things. So I want to point out that my friend Brian White did our theme music and it's awesome. He literally like created, he first did a, um, he like covered the theme song, like he played all the instruments. So it sounded like, and then he went back and he remixed it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, um, it's great. It makes me jam. So he, his handle is just B-R-I-A-N. W-I-G-H-T and his artist name is Friend Group and he's a producer and an artist and he's really great so check him out and then I also wanted to plug um, I write album reviews for some blogs and I just did one for a national artist her name's Joy Alatakun and um, she has a really really poignant album called In Defense of My Own Happiness Volume 1 and um, it's just Oh, it's so good. She is part of the LGBTQ community and she is a person of color. And so she has a lot of things to say that Mm -hmm. are, you know, and also is a believer, but yes, she's a believer, but she struggles with her faith, obviously, during these times. And so it's just a really good exploration of all those things. So I I highly recommend. And then my handle is Monica Moser. Uh, just my name you know it and then <laughs> you know it you Don't know it you out. love it <laughs> and then ours is tx forever pod go carly um okay let's see my plugs are um are amazing we got some artwork uh from the amazing david coons uh yes. he didn't do our cover art um yours truly did <laughs> that was really- he did the fan if you follow our uh, Instagram. He did the fantastic picture of Monica and I podcasting. Monica's uh, tossing around a little, a little piggy skin. <laughs> <laughs> tossing around that pig skin. Um, and Carly's like chatting away and being like, Monica, put that down. <laughs> yep. The huge. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, you can follow him on Instagram. He's David T. Coons. He is a designer and a photographer. He's also part of the LGBTQ community. He lives in New York and he just like posts awesome stuff he uh posts a lot of uh like jewish inclusion like really cool stuff about jewish culture and anyways follow him he's amazing and my handle is cool cactus media um periods cool dot cactus dot media this is true uh so follow me i post a lot of pictures of my dog (laughs) um and then follow us at TX Forever Pod. Should I plug? Mm. Should I plug something that I'm watching? Is that what you were? Yeah, that that album was something. So we will plug something that we're listening to or watching, just okay, something okay. in pop culture. Since that's, um, I don't have anything new. I've been like shoving rewatches down my throat because I just like need comfort. Yeah. Um, right now. Why is there something going on in the world? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have been just. Re- ripping through the great british baking show that's great <laughs> i had never watched it i haven't either i've heard it's I, people love it oh my gosh watch it it's so so comforting and happy Ugh. and i don't even i don't really uh like sweets or baking that much but yeah you're more of a cookstress a cookstress i would say 
Um, yeah. What else do we? Oh, the, we're going to okay. rate the episode. Yeah. Yes. And we, this is also an homage to our, one of our favorite podcasts, Gilmore Guys. Shout they out. do a rating on one to 10 and then they, the marker is like something in the show. So yeah. I got to think about mine. I know what I'm doing. Go. Um, well, I like don't want to give the pilot a 10 out of 10, but it's so strong. I'm, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 for the camera shakiness. Um, and, but like the, the writing, oh, and I forgot to say, sorry, the whole, the whole pilot episode was, uh, written and directed by Peter. He did the whole pilot. Peter, um, Peter. We love him. Peter Berg. Come on the show, please. please. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all of that is like, you just can't beat it. So I'm going to do nine out of 10 Tyra's necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. I'm also going to do nine out of 10 because it is like pretty much a perfect pilot, but there is some wiggles and, <laughs> and also just the portrayal of speaking of Tyra is just yeah. unfortunate. So I'm going to say, and not enough Tammy. I will say nine out of 10 his and her closets. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited for episode two. I am too. I, I have a soundbite. Watched to, it. I have a soundbite to to lead us out before we sing. We're gonna sing a song for you. We are. All right. This is the end of Friday night. The lights in the stadium are going out. Let's do it. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite God. <laughs> Let's touch God, boys. Let's touch God. Let's touch God. <laughs> Okay, so does this song play in the pilot? I don't think it does. I think it's I don't think plays, it does. So it plays for the first time in episode two, but it becomes a big part of the show, and it is been in, in a devil, devil town. It's not gonna work. I don't know if it's gonna work. Maybe we'll just we'll just close. We'll just let it. We'll just close out. We'll I mean, play we'll a little just, bit of. We can add it to the end of the episode and let it the episode fade with it. Yeah, we'll just do that. Oh, I do love that song. That song, Devil Town, reminds me so much of high school. Same. And when I was a lifeguard. Yes. I know we used to, so we used to have a lake house in, um, it was technically Graham, Texas, I think, really small. But we drove through a town called Mineral Wells, and it was oh, so yeah. much like a Dylan. And every time we did, my mom would put on Devil Town and look around. I would always listen to it. After a long lifeguard shift, which in Texas, they are long. It is 200 billion degrees. Yes. But you're like finally in your car and I would run by Sonic and get a blue ocean water and roll down the windows and blast Devil Town on my way home. And it was so Texas. (laughs) I love it. Okay, well, we're going to cover. We got a lot of episodes to go. My my mom goes, wait, y'all are doing every single episode I go yeah she goes how many I was like it's like over 100 she was like so you're gonna be doing this for like two years mm-hmm. I go yeah. yeah this is this is like basically is longer commitment. than many celebrities have been married I was about to say I yeah this is the longest commitment I've ever made so in advance yeah probably me too in advance but, but hey Gilmore guys did seven seasons plus so if they can yeah. do it we can. we can we can do it all right what do we end on um let's touch God no. Clear eyes. <laughs> Full, Full hearts. hearts. Can't, Can't lose. lose. Bye. Bye, y'all. Didn't know it was a devil town. 
Oh Lord, it really brings me down about the devil town. All my friends were vampires. Didn't know they were vampires. Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town.